Hello, you are listening to Germantown Community Radio, WRGU 92.9 FM. Welcome to the Jumpstart Philly Real Estate Radio Show, a weekly radio program that spotlights positive real estate development and neighborhood revitalization throughout Philadelphia. I'm your host, Derek Hengemill. Jumpstart Philly is a unique community development program that trains, mentors, networks, and provides funding to aspiring real estate developers in seven different Philadelphia neighborhoods, including Germantown, where the program was founded. Jumpstart believes that you can do well by doing good and focuses on removing neighborhood blight, scattered site rehab, creating a healthy mix of affordable and market rate housing, and avoiding gentrification through slow, steady growth and keeping wealth local. Interviews are conducted during Jumpstart Germantown's weekly Jumpinar series on Monday nights at 7 p.m. held via Zoom webinar. For more information about these events, you can check out the events page at jumpstartgermantown.com. This week, I will be speaking with our returning guest and Jumpstart investor, Ugo Opara, about how to manage your renovation and not get burned. I hope you enjoy the conversation and be sure to check out the podcast version of this program at jumpstartgermantown.com media. What's going on, everybody? Uh, I'm a repeat offender, so I'm super happy to be here again. Um, uh, I am a real estate agent by trade. That's what I do. That's my nine to five. And then also I invest in real estate, a licensed contractor, and uh, been able to do a bunch of projects with the help of the Jumpstart program. And uh, just looking forward to grow and kind of share the knowledge that uh, I've accumulated by bumping my head. and today we're really just going to talk about just kind of like burnout, all the ways you can get burnt out in real estate, whether that's contractors burning you, you burning yourself, uh, poor information that you're getting, uh, just all the different things, all the different ways that you can kind of just burn yourself out uh, as you go through buying distressed properties, renovating them, piecing them back together and crossing the finish line. So, Awesome. Thanks, Hugo. And like you said, yeah, you are a repeat offender here and, and our second, our, our first, second time guest. So thanks so much for, for taking the time and, and mm-hmm. bring to the table this time. <laughs> um, so I, I'm excited that, you know, I'm not excited, but I'm interested about that. We'll be talking only about the bad things really in this call. Um, I feel like usually with, with most conversations I have, I have a little caveat at the end where I'm like, okay, if that's if you do everything right, but how can things go wrong? And, and we kind of, you know, make sure we discuss that. But we have a whole 45 minutes here to really dig into it and 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 get everything out on the table, um, and, and I'm excited. Um, so I, I have some questions broken down into different sections. I mean, the first one uh, I really want to talk about is how you can burn yourself, because um, I feel like that, that's probably the most likely is, is just, you know, you doing something that, that works against yourself or, or that you don't realize is working against yourself. Um, so I'll, I'll let you take it, take it over and kind of just tell us about burning yourself and, and what things you need to look out for in your own behavior um, to, to limit being burned. Right, so so the, uh, the, the, the worst thing about all of this is that a lot of the burn in real estate just comes from you not properly preparing yourself, right? So nine times out of 10, you're letting yourself get burned, which is a tough pill to swallow. But then if you are able to swallow it, it then liberates you to be able to control so many different things. So one of the things that I, that I totally messed up when I first got started um, was I just didn't even, I didn't plan or understand the phases of construction, right? So um, I remember very clearly where uh, we did the demo 
took everything out, started framing it back up, and then realized that we didn't level the basement. So now we're doing, we're now jacking up the floors and taking concrete out the building where after we just laid brand new floors and it's just like, yo, the floors get damaged, you gotta pay to replace portion. It was annoying. So by not understanding the orders of events was number one. Another thing I would say is um, also along those lines is not understanding the timeline of things when you put the orders in. So for example, right now, appliances are on a big delay. So if you were not aware of that and you just felt like you can walk down the lows and, and say, I'll take that, that, and that, and that it would be be over your place in a couple of days, you're in for a rude awakening. You know what I mean? It's gonna take a little bit. So order order of events or, or structuring your renovation where it flows is very important. Um, understanding the delivery points on your, uh, not just your material, yeah, your material, your supplies, all of that is very important. Um, not having a detailed scope of work, that is major. That is something I, I, uh, I always felt like, all right, you know, I know what I'm doing. I got this. And that, that scope, the lack of a scope of work uh, always came and bit me in the butt because how do you provide instructions for, for how do you provide direction when you don't really know what's going on yourself, right? Um, a lot of people are really good at doing this. You walk into a property, you have your contractor with you, and you just start pointing and talking about, oh, we need, I need to do this. And, you know, and they're like, yeah, 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 well, you know, we could do that. And then you're like, yeah, yeah, and then this and this and that. And you're just pointing at stuff. You're just pointing and pointing and pointing. Um, contractor leaves probably remembers half of what you're talking about, right? And you, you probably remember half of what you told the person or think you've told the person. So, and you might do this three times because the norm is to do what? Get like three quotes. So contractor A gives you a set of quotes, totally different from contractor B, totally different from contractor C because you might've pointed at different things and they might've picked up and remembered different things. So it's, it's just all a mess. It's just, you guys are all just a messy little unorganized, you know, whatever. And, and, and it's not good for anybody because you're not even getting quotes apples to apples, right? You're getting quotes like one person's definition of a finished bathroom, right? Might be to tile the floor, tile the tub, and then do a quarter on the walls. Maybe you don't want quarter on the walls, right? But if you didn't, if you didn't outline that, then you're the you're the one to blame. And I guess so, the obvious way that you, you remove that variable is to tell them what a good bathroom looks like, right? <laughs> correct, correct, correct. You tell everybody what, you tell everyone what, how you want your framing done. Well, framing is a little different, but you, you would tell them the layout. You know what I mean? What size windows you want, what windows are staying, what are not going, um, doors, uh, what, what's a good kitchen, what's the kitchen layout, what material is going into the kitchen. Uh, same thing with the bathrooms, the bedrooms, where the closets are, where the light switches are. I mean, you literally control every aspect of this thing that when you don't have clarity, there's no way that it's very difficult for everybody else to have to have clarity. You know what I mean? Um, and that's only going to that's only going to lead. It's only going to lead to confusion, which will burn you out after a while. You know? So I want to take a step back because you mentioned something that I want you to expand upon a little bit. That was the scenario. I don't know if it was your, your first project ever or one of your earlier projects where you forgot to level the basement and you're, you're backtracking and you're, you're trying to fix your mistakes while moving forward with the project. Yep, yep. Um, 
other than obviously the obvious like inconvenience and loss of sleep that you probably had over that, you know, what did that do to the project as a whole? You know, did you, were you like able, or did you not make it to market in time to sell it for the right price? Or did you not, you know, did your construction budget go over? Did you have to pay for more draw requests? Like what implication did it have on it more than it just being a headache for you? So headache, headache, headache was, was unfortunate, um, but it definitely pushed us above budget. Right. So, and because the guys had to be super careful, whereas if they would have got, if they would have done it during the demo phase, they wouldn't have to worry about tiptoeing heavy concrete out. You know, we would have been able to get the job done. We would have been able to bust one of the windows in the basement and just kind of shove everything out that way. But we had already put in really pretty glass blocks. So we didn't want to redo that. So, um, but yeah, so we went over budget for sure. And then we had to pay for an additional draw and it pushed the project back by I think two or three weeks because that project took about a week itself, digging it all out, leveling the floors, making sure it was nice. Um, and then there were damages to the hardwood floors on the way out and a couple of touch-up spots that we had to repaint. So all of that got taken care of. It's a push us back by like, a, by like maybe two or three weeks, which gotcha. which ended up, get, I got hit with another uh, payment, hit with another payment on the loan. So it was just, uh, it was just, annoying you know sure and, and i well i imagine like i'm not sure if that was your first project but i'm sure you didn't make that mistake on any project after that right <laughs> I, I you know it's crazy i would love to sit here in front of all these people and tell y'all that i i, I learned from that one mistake and that, and it never happened again but now nah, we, we 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 didn't have a basement issue but then we ended up having another issue and then we learned from that and now that's happening again so it was I kept making making mistakes until until now. Like as recently as some of my projects today, are uh, one of my um one of my drywall people's closed over uh, our, our 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 vent in the bathrooms, and I I didn't notice it until maybe last week. <laughs> you know, so it's a little bit little little you know little 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 things like that that you that you kind of forget. But now I just I just added to a checklist, and so now we just as we go through it just doesn't doesn't get missed again. So yeah, sure, and I'm I'm you know. I, like with that example you just gave about the the closed over vent, like since you have a plan and you know that there's a vent in that bathroom and you know that that bathroom has to you know, have X amount of work done to in, in the future, like that, that problem becomes a lot easier to fix because you planned and you set everything up. Correct. Right. correct, 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 correct. And now on prior projects, we did not have a vent to the roof mm -hmm. for the exhaust fan. So now, now we just kind of learn from that. And, you know, so now we just put it on a checklist to make sure we, you know what I mean? So it just, it compounds on itself. But like, you know what I mean? If you, if you kind of go, go in there blind period and you're just doing the whole pointing method, you know, these things are going to compound so, so tremendously that it, it's going to really, you're going to almost never want to do real estate again. You're going to be like, this is, I don't know how people are doing this. This is crazy. I, I'm out. You know, you're not going to be as profitable as you should be. It's not going to be as enjoyable and fulfilling as you should be. And that's that's where that burnout comes in. You know, yeah. what I mean? and I appreciate your honesty that it's sometimes it takes the mistake needs to happen more than once for you to realize and, and figure out how to fix it. Because because I feel like a lot of people, you know, have that perspective where they think, oh, this this something went wrong. And then they're like, it'll never happen again. Like, I know for sure it'll never happen again. And then that's how they get burned the second time. <laughs> but if you like kind of, I guess, stay conscious of that and you realize I made this mistake, probably going to make it again. <laughs> Maybe one day I'll learn from it. Facts, 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 facts. Yeah. And some people are better than me. Some people don't have to. Some I'm hoping that in talking to it so openly, people just kind of learn from my mistakes versus actually having them go through the mistakes themselves, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so, so the next thing I want to talk to you about is overpaying and underestimating expenses. 
Um, you know, I like in my personal life, like one of the most annoying things is, is you're at the store and you buy something for $15 and you're on your phone later and you see that you could have got it on Amazon for $5. Yes. Um, you know, I'm sure that, that, that concept applies to real estate and, and tell me a little bit about how you can burn yourself either overpaying for materials or underestimating what they're going to cost. Yeah. So, so overpaying is actually super, is actually very easy to avoid, believe it or not. Overpaying is a very simple solution. If you have a detailed scope of work, right? Like for me, for example, when I, I have, for my, I'm a, you know, I do mainly conversions. So for my duplex, it's pretty straightforward. We're doing, we're doing, we're up, we're going up to 200 amp services. We're doing a three panel, two meters, one for each apartment, and then a panel for the house. We're running cable lines and, you know, that's it, you know, so, so, so that's pretty, pretty standard. So when I, when I have my scope of work for my electricians, they're all bidding on that same number. And the one that's trying to gouge you will always stand out is, you know what I mean? So if that job costs me seven grand and someone's over at 10 grand, I'm like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> what are you doing You're 10 grand really okay you know what i mean so if it comes in at seven eight and then you have one at 10 you know you, you're automatically there to know and you know that it's apples to apples because you gave them all at least the same one page here's what we're doing for on the electric side price me out for this price me out for this now if you don't have that and you're just pointing 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 it's at the whim of whatever they remember, especially if they're not writing notes or something like that. It's at the whim of whatever they remember. And you might not even remember what you told them. So you might tell electrician A one thing, electrician B another thing, and then electrician C another thing. So they're all bidding. This one is bidding on apples. This one is bidding on bananas. And this one's bidding on peaches. So you, you have no idea. You have no idea what's going on. So it sounds like consistency is really the, the emphasis there is that like, as long as you're doing the same thing over and over and over, you know, there's very little chance that you're going to divert from a cost or, or divert from a, a cost that you're used to. Right. Right. Yeah. Unless COVID happens and jumper lumber, you know, triples quadruple, you know I mean? Th those are anomalies. Right. But for the most part, your numbers, as you continue to do it, shouldn't really deviate. Like I can walk through a property in like less than 20 minutes. I already have an idea of like, all right, we, we can knock this out for, Seventy, eighty thousand dollars. It'd take me two and a half months, maybe three, if things go bad. Confidence, you know what I mean. So, but that's come. That's also from me knowing exactly what the scope of work is for each trade and each person that's going to be working on a project. Cool. Great, great. Thanks, Hugo. If you're just tuning in, this is a conversation with Jumpstart investor Ugo Opara about how to manage your renovation and not get burned. Thank you for listening to the Jumpstart Philly Real Estate Radio Show on Germantown Community Radio, WRGU 92.9 FM. I hope you're enjoying the discussion. Um, so next, I want to talk to you about getting burned by other people. Um, and I'm sure a lot come to mind, but I'll let you kind of just lead us into the discussion. What, what ways can someone else burn you and, and like, what, what should you look out for and, and what should you avoid? Oh, man, um, I, I hate the person that says they could do it all person that says they can do it all is almost guaranteed to burn you, whether they mean to or, 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 or they don't mean to. If you have a roofer that also tells you that they can do plumbing and also do your electrical and your framing, um, and they also do your tile and your paint, nah, man. I, I tell my, my crew is very, very disciplined. We're like, if you're my framer, you know, no conversations about anything else but framing. <laughs> if that is your bread and butter and you want to be on this, you want to be on this gravy train, then 
I need you to come to when it comes to framing, kill it. Don't talk to me about nothing else. I'm gonna give you a 12 framing jobs a year. Just focus on your framing. Same thing with my electricians. My electricians do nothing but electric. I don't want you to, nah, I don't want you to do nothing but electric. So a lot of times when, when I was getting burned, it was because someone would come in recommended for this. And then I would say, and then they would talk to me and say, oh, well, I, I can also do this. And I'm like, man, that'd be very convenient. That'd be, that'd be very convenient. I mean, if he's good as a, if he's good at electrical, he must be fantastic. He must also put the same effort into drywall, right? Mm -hmm. And then your drywall comes up rocky roadie you know what i mean and your trim and, and the edges are not even and you're like what the heck is going on here and you got you got to pay somebody to come rip it out and redo it and now you've paid for the same job twice so i try to avoid people that are jack of all trades and specialties of none i like specialists in my property that's number one uh if you make sure people are are, 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 are doing what they're specialized in that's also how you can kind of uh fall away from that um, also make sure you understand order of events, right? So I had one project that we took over and for whatever reason, for whatever reason, I don't understand it. Um, they had, they had ran, uh, they had ran, they had, they had, they had ran electrical through the house, but they didn't do plumbing yet and they didn't do HVAC yet. Right. So typically not electric is Romax. So it's, it's flexible. That's like the last thing you want to run. You want to run the, the duct work first and then come through with the plumbing and then come through with the electrical because the electrical can stretch and bend and go anywhere. So the fact that they put electrical first in my mind was like, wow, so what, what's going on here? Because you don't want to have to, you don't want to have other trades come through and make and mess up the tr a work of another tradesperson. Cause now you got to call that tradesperson back. So understanding the best, the best, um, timeline for, for tradespeople is also important. Um, people that tell you that they're, they're not, they don't need to pull permits on stuff that you know you need a permit for is one way you're absolutely going to get burned. Um, I was driving by a house today and one of my friends just got the little cease and desist letter, you know what I mean? And, and those are not pleasant because you got to backtrack versus moving forward. So almost always pull permits on stuff. Um, unless you like Russian roulette, you know what I mean? Then, you know, do it that way as well. Um, what else, what else, what else, what else? Contracts, a lot of people are trying to do these things without contracts and that that for me gives me heart palpitations because you, if you give someone money and they skate, you know what I mean? You know, what what grounds do you have or what are you upholding as punishment for that person? Um, and it just comes across as unprofessional. We don't have contracts. So, I always have contracts. We also do partial lien waivers and then we'll do final lien waiver with the final payment and kind of do all these things to help protect and keep everything above board. And then also in the event that something does happen, it's all documented. Um, also, as far as documentation, know who you're paying, right? So uh, I, this is this is for me personal advice I had to take to myself. I would be so quick to get people into these projects that I would not know the name of the person that I'm making the payments to. I would just know that they're doing the work and they're doing it well. So I wouldn't complain until something goes wrong. Now, I don't even know what the guy, I don't even know what the guy, I don't even know who you are, who, I, who, who burned you, sir. I don't, I, I, I know what he looked like. I could sketch him, but I have no idea. So uh, now on my projects, I get driver's license. If you don't have a driver's license, let me see something from the government. If you don't got that, let me see a visa. If you don't got that, then I will, you know, we start to not be able to work with each other. Um, man, I could go on. What else? What else? What else? I think I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop on that yeah. real quick. 
Yeah. No, I think that, I think those are all great examples. Um, and, and I think the, my, the biggest takeaway from that was just like verification. Just make sure that that the people who are working for you, you know who they are, you know what they're supposed to do, what they're good at doing. Um, you know, it's a lot better than kind of just like seeing it like, like we were talking about before, seeing this opportunity that's like the golden egg, and you're like, this is going to be great, and then finally going into it, you gotta like sounds like you gotta slow down. You know, really, really make sure that that is, is not like a pipe dream, right? <laughs> Correct. Yeah, preparation is is worth its weight in gold. I mean, now for me, if 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 we're gonna get in bed together, and I'm giving you ten, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars a month based on the number of projects that we're managing. I'm taking pictures of your of your driver's license. On, I got your driver's license on file. Uh, I got your license plate on file. Um, you know, I got your wife's phone number or your husband's phone number. I mean, like I'm in the mix. You yeah, know so, what I mean? So, Just, so is that something that's like common? Like, I'm not sure if if that's common in the industry. No, it's not common. Okay, yeah. So that was it's my thing. What, what do you do if you you know this is a great contractor? You've heard other people say it's great, and then you ask them, you say, hey, "Can I get a picture of your driver's license?" They say, "No, I won't do that." You walk away, or or what, what do you do then? Me personally, I'm walking away. I'm walking away because. Um, and also if, if they don't give you, if they don't give you a driver's license, then at least ask for a copy of their license, copy of their active license for the municipality that you're looking into. And then also they, they're going to have insurance while they're working on your project. Then they should add you as what they call additionally insured. If they won't do those three things, those are just red flags. Those are just very red flags because you know what I mean? Th- think about it, right? You walk into a hospital, they all got their badges on. I'm Dr. Such and such. Right. That's the professional thing to do is to display like this is who I am. This is my profession. I'm here to get the job done. When someone's kind of like hiding from that, it's already red flag. It's already it's already a red flag. So, as, you know, for me, it's, it's a red flag. I'll, I'll run. I'll run from somebody like that. Great. All right. So so the next thing, and, and this is like, I guess the last big topic that we'll talk about tonight is is burnout, which is a different type of burnout. You know, it's not like a single action that you're doing against yourself or something like some you know sketchy person is doing to you. Uh, burnout is really like you got too much on your plate and you can't complete the job, you know, as efficiently or or as um, um, perfect as as the real estate development industry requires. Mm-hmm. Um, but how can a de- developer avoid burnout and, and what leads to it and, and sort of like, what are the consequences of that? And before I let you answer, I just, you know, maybe you can talk about like, before we hopped on call here, you said you currently have three projects and you're considering taking off fourth, but it, you were very quick to acknowledge that that would be too much and, and maybe, you know, you know, bring you to the extent of your, your effort. Um, what, what can you tell us about burnout and, and what, what advice do you have for people? Yeah, so um, I have three with Jumpstart. They won't they, they won't let me get a fourth because you, you guys cap at the three hundred. Um, mm-hmm. So I also have another three, um, you know, just with other other companies as well. So right now I'm I'm blessed where we got six projects that we're running at the same time, and one is one is almost on the finish line. Um, and and for me, the 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 biggest way that I've been able to avoid uh, the burnout is I've kind of. I've kind of really just kind of structured this thing like a business. I'm not just some random, um, and this is with the help of a lot of my mentors. But I don't look as real estate. I don't look at. I don't look at real estate as just something I'm doing as a part-time hobby or or something that I'm doing just to get a additional side income. It's not a side hustle. Like um, I look at it as I treat it as a six-figure, you know, multi-million-dollar industry business that it is. So I I have people in place that are very good at their role. And what that allows me to do is when I get a project, I'm not tying up a crew at that project. 
the demolition guy goes in, does their job and leaves, right? So now the demo can go to another project right away. And once the demo is done, maybe my drafter goes in, gets the four plans and submits it to the city of Philadelphia. And then once the plans are approved, my framer goes in and starts doing what they need to do. You know what I mean? So now everything has everything has a place and once it's done it goes to the next one once that so that's allowed me to uh really slow everything down like I, a lot of things are going on especially with six properties when we're looking to take on the seventh one it it seems on the outside like wow that's that's chaos but they're they're all they're they're all somewhere in they're all somewhere on a timeline where i already know who's there what phase is going on currently how much time we have on a phase, how much we have on a budget, and most importantly, what's next. And that that level of clarity is how you avoid the burnout. You know what I mean? And that's not something that happens overnight, but as you kind of take to heart a lot of the a lot of the topics that we talked about, a lot of the pain points and things like that that we talked about tonight, I think eventually, eventually you get there. And I'm 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 someone where I didn't go to school for real estate. I didn't go to school to manage contractors. You know what I mean? This is I learned it just from hitting my head over and over again and not liking the feeling and, and going through burnout and and having nights where I'm just like, yo, maybe I'm not built for this. Maybe this is not my lane. Maybe I should have maybe I should leave these to those people on TV or to those people on, on Instagram that have a trillion followers. But you know, now we're here. You know what I mean? And uh with the help of partners like you, you know, Jumpstart, you know, we 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 just continue to grow every year. So I think um, it's tough to just point to one thing like how to avoid it because it's it's a to avoid it. It's a culmination of doing so many little things the right way. Yeah, and sure. Then, and then you stand back and you're like, wow, this is this is going the way it's supposed to. You know what I mean? Um, cool. So, so from the and, that, and I think those are all great strategies for somebody who is like. Like you said, someone's dedicated to do this full time. This is not just some side hustle. This is, you know, their their opportunity to, to make it. Um, what about from the perspective of you know someone who's working forty hours a week and, and wants to transition into that, um, but maybe it's not super realistic, just like financially. Um, you know, what um, what burnout means in, in that sense to me is that you know they work they end up working eighty hour weeks. That that forty extra hours, you know, maybe they're doing great on their projects and everything, but they're just in that mental headlock and they, they can't really like break out of that. I think you cut out for a second there. You might've said something I missed. Sorry. No, no. I, 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 that sounds like they just gotta, um, you just gotta, you just gotta know when to, when to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. I think, I think to, in order to come into not just real estate, but anything you, to show up a hundred percent, you gotta know how to take care of yourself. So I would say they gotta, I don't know, go get it, go to a, go get a massage or, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Go, uh, you know, crack a bottle of wine and tell, and, and just, put your phone on silent. Nobody can call you for payment. Nobody can, whatever. You just, you just chill. You just relax. I think you gotta, you gotta know when to step away from the, from when to step away and just kind of recharge yourself. I mean, a lot of people uh, don't let the game take too much from you. You know what I mean? You're, you're here to take from the game. You don't let the game take from you. So a lot of times when it happens, like I just, you just, you just gotta step away and just kind of, I'll call it self-care, just kind of love on yourself. And then once you once you once you're ready, you step back in and you're rejuvenated and you just you just run from there. Um, Go ahead. I was just going to say, you mentioned that, you know, you had gotten to that point in your in your past where you kind of like started to doubt yourself and kind of like have that realization that that 
biting off more than you can chew. What did you personally kind of, what was your road to, to get back on track? Um, what, what were some, I mean, I'm sure you just mentioned some of them, but what, what were some of the strategies that you used to kind of like realign yourself and, and get some more motivation? Yeah. So a lot of times um, it's never one thing. Sometimes it's not even the business. Sometimes it's just like life in general. You know what I mean? So I'm a big advocate of therapy. You know what I mean? I'm a big advocate of, of having a therapist to making sure that, you know, whatever, because it's some people where like, no matter what they do, they just burn out. Like that's just, that's just their default. Right. However, that got programmed into them. But it's just some people were like, that's just their default. They just they just carry everything on their shoulders until it, 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 they break. And then they just they just burn out. And I think therapy is important uh, because it helps you kind of kind of revisit those those programs and kind of re reroute them, reprogram it, reassess it, reevaluate and if you can't change it, at least have an understanding of it. So, you you know, you're more aware, self-aware, and you can kind of act different, act accordingly. So, um, so yeah, so for me, it was therapy um, and just relaxing and just understanding that um, Rome wasn't built in a day. You know what I mean? Like, there are certain things where, like, it's just, it's just time. You know what I mean? And for me at that time, when I was burning out, this was like 2019, I was, I was comparing myself to a lot of people. You know, I mean, I was comparing myself like, yo, why does that person have 20 buildings and I have four? Like, what what is so good about that person? Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Not realizing it, yo, that person's been in the game for 10 years, bruh. 10 yeah. years. Like, I mean, you 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 started in 2016. Like, relax. And um, you know, just just realizing that. It's a lot of life left. It's a, it's a lot to do. It's a lot that could happen in a year. I mean, it's is 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 so much that could possibly happen, but it's never going to happen if you compare yourself, if you don't take care of yourself, and if you're carrying around a lot of baggage that that you're not taking the time to properly deal with. And most people don't take the time to properly deal with it. So that is that is my recommendation on how to handle uh, all that internal, spiritual, emotional burnout that really has nothing to do with the real estate. You just happen to be in the, in in that space while that's while that's happening to you, you know. And that concludes my conversation with Jumpstart investor Ugo Opara about the about how to manage your renovation and not get burned. Next week, I'll be speaking with one of our Jumpstart mentors, Max Tenenbaum, about how to invest in real estate while working a full-time job. The interviews on this program are recorded during Jumpstart Germantown's weekly Jumpinar series, which takes place via Zoom webinar every Monday night at 7 p.m. And if you'd like to participate in the live Q&A with our guest, be sure to head to jumpstartgermantown.com events and register for next week's Jumpinar. If you're interested in starting a Jumpstart program in your own community, you can visit gojumpstart.org and see our how-to guide and open source training workbook. Thank you so much for listening to the Jumpstart Philly Real Estate Radio Show on Germantown Community Radio, WRGU 92.9 FM. And be sure to tune in next week. 